Well, first of all, I wanted to uh, apologize on the behalf of Zach Davis for uh, the elbow that he threw uh, at one of their players, number four. So that's that's not like Zach. That's not, that's a misrepresentation of who he is as a person, certainly as a player. And he got caught up in the moment, felt like maybe he had gotten fouled, and and that was retaliatory. So, um, but I do want to apologize to to everyone in the Florida Gator Nation, honestly, for that, just because. That's not indicative of who he is as a player or what we do as a program. So, um, uh, but aside from that, uh, they were. It was a physical game. Uh, they played well. We did enough in the first half defensively to be at an eight-point deficit. Didn't play well offensively, but I thought we got a couple things done defensively in the first half, and then in the second half, uh, we just weren't able to sustain that. Um, uh, so, and then we couldn't keep pace with not only not, not defending at the level that we wanted to, uh, but then also we were still struggling to put the ball in the basket. Yeah, um, you know, I have to look at what the direct correlation between turnovers and transition was with them. Um, but my my sense is that there was a significant portion of that was uh, attributable to turnover um, or quick shot. I mean, not quick. I don't mind a good quick shot. Uh, quick shot that wasn't a great look, maybe. Long rebound, which ends up being an outlet pass uh, in transition sometimes. So... Uh, that would be my guess. Was that a lot of it was was directly caused by that? But um, it was that we were we played some zone as well. <clears throat> they attacked it better in the second half, but still, as I looked over and asked one of my assistant coaches, they were at seven points on seven possessions. So at one point per possession, it's not that's not those aren't damning numbers. Um, so uh, honestly, probably should have run a little bit more of it in the second half, but uh, but. Again, our our defense and offense are were connected, and not in a way that uh, uh, defense leads it. It was you know if offense is going well, we play better defensively, and so I think that had to do with with part of the reason why we were we struggled to sustain the energy that we had on the defensive end. Yeah, it hurts us big time. It hurts us in a variety of ways. Um, uh, one is just from a rotational standpoint. Guys got to play more minutes. Um, guys got to play out of position sometimes. Uh, I think that's one way. And then, and then um, he's shown he can be a good player for us also. So um, it, it hurts us. I have to look at those. This is the second game in a row where it was two offensive fouls. And I'm, I'm one to say, I mean, when a guy charges, like I look at the last – at the Auburn game, one time he ran over the guy. I mean, what are you going to do? It's a charge. Um, but I, 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 I'm not sure on, on how I feel about, like, I got to brush up on what post defense and offense looks like, uh, I, I think. Um, 
just because it's a hard way to get your first foul was on a situation where I, I think I think a guy's uh, – and I mean, I'm not intentionally being critical. I'm just thinking out loud. It appears he's trying to go around the defender um, versus an intent to go through a defender. And so we just have to work on doing that uh, a little bit better. But when you get two offensive fouls like that early, it's, uh, you know, it's hard. You're out of rhythm, completely out of rhythm. You have no flow. You haven't even sweat. I put him back in there in the first half just because – you know, I don't I just don't think a guy can sit for that long and then have any chance to be an effective player uh, in the second half. So I put him back in there and then it was it was more of the same for him on the foul uh, from the foul standpoint. Anything uh, Gigi Jackson handled kind of the matchup with Cal Castleton? You know, he's one of the better interior defenders uh, in, in the league. And uh, how do you think, you know, I guess he's still at 20. How have you dealt with that challenge? Um, I, 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 you know, I, I evaluate Gigi differently, you know, maybe than most. I just, um, for me, it's, it's constantly about how aggressive is he being um, uh, at attacking the basket particularly. Um, can he generate shots? That'll be the next step. If he can attack consistently and then generate shots for other guys. Um, and then what's how is he handling the emotions of the game? He's a young guy. Every, every place that we play is the most hostile environment for him. Um, people can't wait to say something about him. Fans, players, cheerleaders, uh, social media lights. And so him, I, I'm, I'm constantly aware of how he's handling things and what's going on and what's his body language look like. And he's been really good, again, you know, particularly when we play a game in the second half and we don't play well. That's hard to do for anybody. Um, and it's hard to do when you're a young guy to, to handle that stuff. So I had a good conversation with him after I pulled him out for the last time. I told him about where we're going and what we're doing and what the process looks like and, and you know, talked to him honestly about – him and his long-term future a little bit, and 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 what he what what it looks like for him from a non-basketball standpoint. So, I thought he I thought he did a good job of uh, handling the circumstances. I don't think he really. It's not about a specific matchup, too many times with him. But um, you're in a hostile environment. They were physical. I thought overall he did a pretty good job. Florida's won five of their last six. Just what's your impression of what's been working for them? Um, yeah, Castleton's a good player. He's being effective on both sides of the ball. He's being extremely effective on both sides of the ball. Um, typically a guy that's got his size and ability to move um, and feel for the game. He's got good hands. Um, you are more prone to affect one side of the ball uh, in, a, in, a, in a real way. Um, and he's doing it both. He's doing both. He's rebounding the ball. He's altering, uh, if not blocking, shots at the rim. Um, and then he's generating offense in a couple of different ways, not only as a scorer uh, when he gets the ball, not only as a scorer as he is a rim runner and offensive rebounder, but he can facilitate also and has a good feel for where guys are going to be. He's got a good pace to him. He's an older guy. He's looking for guys as they cut. Um, he plays at a good pace. It's, it's, it's the number one factor for players to me, honestly, is the pace at which they play. It affects your decisions. Again, if, if you took a freeze frame 
of any particular moment in a basketball game, I think I'd have a zero turnover uh, percentage in my entire career. But the game goes fast, bud. There's people talking and yelling and things are happening. So, um, you know, he, can, he slows the game down. He does. He's been in college for a while, but he slows the game. And, and I don't want to say that because that's the only reason why he does that. Some guys are better at doing that. Uh, he's a good player. Uh, yeah, extremely. I don't know where that fits on the, on the, in the parameters, but extremely. It's extremely challenging if those guys uh, don't make some shots, put pressure on the defense. You know, even if they're not making shots, just to get downhill, get a body into a guy, get to the free throw line, uh, generate a lot of attention, throw it to another guy. For we did it sporadically. We got Josh Adonk. Uh, you know, sporadically we did some of that, but. You know, those have to be staples of, of what you're going to do. We've we got a lot of good defensive teams in this conference. And so you got to find different ways that you can generate stuff. And, and uh, most of those have to do with guys seeing a situation, whether that's right in transition, a ball screen happens uh, in, in a set. I mean, sets, it's not quite as much. I think, you know, the, the set either works or it doesn't work for the most part. But as you get into free flow, Play. Like you got to play. You got to see stuff. You got to react to stuff. You got to uh, attack a matchup. You have to. You got to make plays. And um, when we're when those guys aren't doing that, it's more difficult. You know, Gigi can do some of that. Also, we're asking him to do um, some of that. We're trying to expedite his growth by doing that. But we need one or two other guys to be able to do some of that stuff. Just uh, in terms of generation of offense, gen generation of good situations for other guys, whether it's yourself or for someone else. Florida's guards defensively at forcing your guards out of their comfort zone, making you set up maybe a couple steps beyond where you where they really liked you with the um, you know, they were physical at times. Um, they tried to ice some of the ball screens. Um, uh, they tried to muscle us off of uh, off of some some points, you know. The, the refs did a good job. I'm not here to criticize those guys, but you know, at the same time, there were some, there were some things that, you know, the game, they we like to call it a certain way, and 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 the way players get, players are always going to adapt to what the officials are. They always are going to do that because every player wants to be in the game. Um, that's why if Hayden Brown had stayed in there longer, I bet you those would be the only two charges, right? He's probably going to be a little, a little more careful on the offensive side of it. But um, they were physical. You know, there were some physical plays, um, and that it, it impacted our guys' ability to to play comfortably and maybe get downhill and um, just to just to get to the places that they wanted to get to was a little more challenging. Some of the losses have started to string together now. How, how do you handle this this group of guys? You know, the next next few days, just try to keep your spirits up. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean. That's the million-dollar question right there out of all of them. Those other questions are all for you guys. That question is for me. That's for us. That's a real question. Like, That's a real question. Um, and that's what it's about. That's what it's about. I mentioned to the guys again, like, you know, I, I said this in the last play. We're, we're not a finished product, obviously. Um, there's a lot of growth potential and room for growth. And so it's hard to, it's hard to see that. It's hard to come back and, and roll your sleeves up tomorrow when you're not getting the successes that you um, hoped for, anticipated, um, 
just altogether expected that you would have. So uh, just constantly talking about where we're going and what we have to do and, and using, you know, there's some anecdotal stuff in there too. Like, you know, you look, I think Texas A&M lost nine games in a row last year at one point, and that, that's the beauty of this league. You don't ever want to lose nine games in a row, but this league, this league, because it's so good and where it's ranked in the country overall, typically, it's going to give you a chance for new life. But all you got to do is start playing well. Uh, uh, you can't wait till the very end, but once you start playing well, when that happens, it'll be the right time. It'll be the right time. It won't be too late, almost hardly ever. If you start playing well, it won't be too late. And so just keeping the mindset of we, we're, we're not there. We got to keep getting there. This is what we did. Can we make these adjustments? Can we see these things consistently? We've been working on these. Can we make those adjustments? Can we be tougher here? Can we not bail out of this situation? Can we dive into this? There's a loose ball there. All these things that have to do more with decisions. Um, so just constantly reminding the guys of that. And, and we're in, we're, there's, it's that group of guys, my staff, and me. And those are the ones that we have to listen to the most, right? It's hard. They consume information at an astronomical rate. Um, and so it's hard for them to stay within the confines of what our group is and our voices and what we're doing and be locked into what that is and how we improve. If we were already there, this would be disappointing if we were already there. We're not there. We're not there. Clearly, we have some work to do. So.